Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Welcome to a completely new series we are going to be starting on teaching to the top, at least hopefully, unless it crashes and burns. If y'all hate it, we'll stop. (laughs) But we'll explain more about it in a second. Just know it's going to be a chatty episode. Okay, but before we do that, we are going to be listening to a TSH from us. (laughs) Um, So we are each going to be sharing a TSH that we have right now because uh, it's a chatty episode. This is what we do here. So I am going to go first. Go for it. So I'm going to say my biggest time-sucking hurdle right now is lots and lots of learning. Guys, my brain hurts, okay? Mm-hmm. There are moments where it's like, I just need to go sleep so yeah. that I can process all the information that I have been reading. Um, so if you don't know, I have left the classroom. I am now a staff developer, so a training and consulting staff developer for an intermediate unit in Pennsylvania. So basically what I do is I support initiatives that come down from the Department of Education. I work with 25 school districts and about 35 non-public schools. So these are like charter schools. So. I do lots of learning right now. (laughs) I am becoming an expert in so many of the things. (laughs) Is it reminding you of grad school? Um... No, yes and no, because in grad school, there were a lot of things that I didn't want to learn about. Yeah. (laughs) In this one, I'm excited and motivated to learn about it. But man, it's a lot like I I'm reading and researching and learning a lot of information that's going to help me with presentations. And I think the biggest piece here is that while I'm learning a bunch of new stuff, and I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, she's not in the classroom. She's learning all these things and she's not in the classroom anymore. But I'm able to help make connections Mm -hmm. to the classroom. And I'm trying to keep in my brain that at the end of the day, I want to make sure that these teachers understand why in the world this is important to them. Why should they freaking care about it? And how can they immediately take it back and put it into their classroom? Yep. That's going to be easy, right? Not a another thing that they have to do. It's a let's look at what you're already doing and see how we can embed these practices into what you're doing so that you're not overwhelmed, but yeah. you're still hitting everything that you need to hit. So it's a lot. Yeah. I like those times though, when, when, I don't know, I'll go through phases where I'm reading a lot of books or reading a lot of articles and I always love like learning new things, but then it's funny how you said like you need a nap or something because you also need time to digest the information. Girl, yes. (laughs) All right. What about you? What about you, lady? What's sucking up your time? Well, up until about two or three days ago, it was preparing for a PD that I'm doing next week, which like it's a new one. So I had to plan it all out. I'm doing two different PDs, um, not next week, the week after. My days are all blending together, but one of them I've already done before. So I have all the materials. The other one is new. However, that is now done. So my current time-sucking hurdle is preparing for nationals, which I compete in on Thursday. We are currently recording this Sunday, September 10th. We're like way ahead of the game. Go us. Way (laughs) ahead of the game. So I compete on Thursday, September 14th, and yesterday I kind of started packing up. We are driving, so it's in Memphis. It'll be about a nine-hour drive. We're taking the dog with us, 
but I have to like pre-plan out all of my meals and I have to like work backwards from like, okay, on competition day, here are the foods that I need. Okay. The day before there's certain things like I want to keep my fiber intake low and I want Mm. like low sodium because I don't want to hold on to water. So I have to like plan out all my meals for that day. And then I have to go the day before that. Okay. I need a little bit more sodium. And so I've been prepping all of that. I obviously have to start like packing, make sure I have all of my equipment and gear. And it's just been a lot, mostly because I'm not putting pressure on myself, but since it's so far away from home, all the other meets I've done like have been in Texas. So there's always this like, oh, if I need something, I can just run and grab and get it. And even though we will have a car, we're going to be in downtown Memphis. So it's not going to be super easy. And for example, if I like left my belt at home, I can't go out and just get a new powerlifting belt. Like that's not possible. So just making sure that I'm not forgetting anything. Woo, lady. I cannot wait to hear about it. I mean, it'll already be done, guys. So if you want to yeah. hear about it, you need to just go check out her Instagram, probably. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So let's dive into this episode because it is going to be a chatty one. We mentioned at the beginning that this is hopefully going to be a new series, although we will see where it takes us. Bridget and I had this idea of doing episodes where we could just talk about like topics on our mind or topics that are like trendy or, you know, just circulating and education. Exactly. And we were trying to come up with a name (laughs) and you should have heard us just (laughs) spitballing ideas. So what we settled on was the recess digress because it rhymes and that's adorable, but also digress refers to like kind of deviating from the norm. And this obviously is an episode where we're deviating from our typical format. Mm -hmm. And then recess is kind of that, like, let's just take a break and like have fun and chat. And that's where we went with the title. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) I always think of the recess time when like you're with your like partner teachers or the teachers in your hallway and you are just chatting it up Uh and you're sharing all the things like personal things, school things, things that are driving you crazy. That is what this is going to end up being. And if there's students around, you're kind of talking in code about certain things. (laughs) Or I just look at them and say, honey, I need a break from you. You need to leave. (laughs) Go do three laps. (laughs) Bless them. Oh, so in this episode, we're going to share three focus areas to kind of help guide our discussion. We're going to do back to school shopping, professional development, and some must-watch shows that we've been into. So grab your drink of choice and let's get chatty, y'all. That reminded me of the show $100,000 Pyramid. Did you ever watch that? It was like a game show? No. Okay. Well, they would reveal these like categories. And so as you were saying those, you're like back to school shopping, professional development, or like the Jeopardy (laughs) categories when they like reveal them. I should be a Jeopardy like narrator. I would be great. You mean like the host? That would be terrible. No. Heck well, no. Like, not a Jeopardy narrates. narrator. Maybe you're like one of those people that just do all the like talking pieces. Okay. We'll get Welcome right on that. to the game. Like, you know what I mean? You no. know what you okay. could do? You could be the voice for the Alexa Jeopardy game. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Do you play that or have you played that? No, girl. Okay. I don't have time for that. Well, that is Billy and I's nightly routine. This is not part of the episode. Well, it is part of the episode. It was not planned to be part of the episode. But if you have an Alexa, Alexa, 
you can, <laughs> I already said it out loud. I don't know why I'm whispering it now. You can ask her to play Jeopardy. Now it's only Monday through Friday, like when the episodes are airing, but mm-hmm. you know how Jeopardy, there's like the first round and then the double Jeopardy round. Yeah. So it'll take those first round categories and it gives you like a bonus question for each category, like the same categories that are on the episode that airs that day. Oh. And you can answer them and you even have to answer as like who is or what is, and then it'll give you like your score. And that is fantastic. It's it's fun. So let's kick this off with back to school shopping. And mostly the reason we put this on here is we very briefly (laughs) kind of discussed how we, and I feel proud saying this, we don't feel as sucked in by back to school shopping as we used to. Yeah. But you know what? And I know what a lot of you are probably thinking. And you're like, well, it's because you guys are not in the classroom. Listen, it was even before that. Like even before that, before classroom, before I left the classroom, there were, I think it's been now three, four years Mm -hmm. where I don't, I'm not, I'm not wanting all the stuff. Do you know what I mean? The pens, the new notebooks, the this, the that. I like have not been into back to school shopping at all. I'm like, really? Do we need all this? Like, what is the point of this? I agree. For me, it also started before leaving the classroom. And honestly, Bridget, I think maybe this is one way that you've really rubbed off on me is I have become a person (laughs) who really... It's like, I like what I like and I'm just going to stick with that. It's that whole like back to basics kind of idea. And so like with clothes, I will now find a shirt that I love or shorts that I love and I buy like three pairs so I can just rewear the same ones. Yes. And I started doing that with within the realm of teaching. So for example, like pens, I no longer felt the need to like try the latest, greatest pens or even buy the like, oh, this new color pack of flare pens. It just became okay, I need a couple of colors for like grading, but otherwise I would just buy the packs of black pens. And once I would run out of them, I'm like, all right, I'm buying that same pack again. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly it. It's that I feel as though, well, I mean, the advertisers advertisers do a fantastic job with advertising products and selling it to people. But I think once you get to a certain point, because I was like this, as a brand new teacher, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a brand new teacher, I wanted all the pretty things. I wanted everything to match. I wanted all the the latest and greatest and trying, like you said, the new things that would be coming out. But like as you get older as well, and maybe some of y'all that are listening, you're like a veteran teacher and you're like, yep, don't even care about it. Because when you don't really want to spend your money on that, yeah. I think you start to recognize do I really need to spend money in that area? There's probably something else that I really, really want. And focus in on the few things that, let's Marie Kondo it, bring you joy. Yeah. And I'm going to bring this into fitness as I always do, but I will go less powerlifting centric because I know a lot of people can't relate to that and I'll keep it general. It's almost like if you get on a new fitness or like workout kick and you go out and you're like, I'm going to buy all the cute clothes, all the cute matching sets, and I'm going to buy all of these little like trinkets. But then eventually, if you stick with it, you realize, A, the clothes you bought were probably complete crap. And so they don't hold up well, or they don't fit your body well, and you don't feel good wearing them. So instead, you invest in like quality pieces Mm -hmm. that will actually last. But then also you realize like you don't need to buy and try all the things. You find what you like and then you just stick with it. Like right now, this is so embarrassing. Y'all are going to judge me. Converse. I love wearing Converse. I have two pairs of Converse. I have my day-to-day Converse. So if I'm going out to the store, 
I also have my gym Converse because I wear Converse when I work out. I also have special like squat shoes, but those are different. Like when I'm just going to the gym, I'm wearing Converse. I need separate pairs because I don't wear socks. Okay. And so I know it's disgusting. My gym ones. How do your feet not get blisters or rub or? I've been doing it so long. I just, I don't, because I'm not running. Girl, do your feet stink? Oh yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) It's, it's do not smell my shoes. Like it is, you will need a gas mask. It is bad. Um, especially with no air conditioning and the heat, like it's tragic. But regardless, I'm just able to do it without socks because I'm mostly standing when I'm lifting. You know what I mean? And that's why I wear Converse because you want just like very flat shoes. But anyway, what I will now do is I will buy a new pair of Converse because they look exactly the same. They're just the plain black, like the plain chucks. Yeah. I will buy a new pair. That new pair becomes my day-to-day chucks. My day-to-day chucks then become my gym chucks because they're in better condition. And then what were my gym chucks are usually falling apart at that point and those get tossed. So I just like cycle through, but it's the same pair of shoes. I don't need to try other shoes. I know what I know what I like. I like what I like and it works. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like it relates to the back to school shopping. Like as a teacher, it's almost like you have this trial period where you need to figure out what you like. And then once you find that a couple of years in, you can then just stick to it. And then you're less drawn in by all of those like sales. And obviously if you need to stock up on, on supplies, if you're like out of glue sticks or you need new scissors, hands down, like by all means do it during back to school because it's going to be cheaper. But the buying stuff just because it's cute or because you saw it on social media or because it's on sale and you don't even need it. The number of glue sticks that I threw away over the years that were dried out because I would stock up on them and then not end up using them is sad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like and y'all are going to hate me after hearing what I'm about (laughs) to say. (laughs) Um, But I feel as though that also goes into the line of like all the teach Um, items that are out there, like the teach earrings, the teach t-shirts, the teach notebooks and the teach backpacks and the teach, like I I use the word teach because that's the one that I think I see the most online Mm -hmm. where it's like you are constantly getting and buying all of these like back to school, like to show that you are a teacher Mm-hmm. stuff that it's like we all know you're a teacher your badge says it yeah it's <laughs> Why kind do you of need all of that it reminds me of how sports fans will buy jerseys and merch and apparel yes. to you know represent the team that they support and it's a way to like identify people out in public like yeah I know if I, don't I, I want see people someone to identify me <laughs> well that's a different story. But when I see someone with like a Washington hat, I'm like, oh, like they support the same team. That's really cool. And I think that's what the teacher merchandise is. I think the issue becomes too many teachers let that be their sole identity and they let go of the other parts of themselves in order to fully embrace being a teacher. And I think that that is where it can become a problem because teaching shouldn't be all that you are. It's just a part of who you are. Yeah. And with that beautiful piece of wisdom, we're going to go and take a break and then come right back. Boo! (laughs) Was that supposed to scare me? Yes, but it obviously didn't work. Okay, so let's try this. October is the last month to buy our 2023-2024 digital planners. 
Okay, yeah, that was way scarier. You should have started with that. But hopefully everyone listening got the message. If you wanna grab the school year digital planners that run from July of 2023 to June of 2024, this is your last chance. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab one today before they disappear for good at the end of October. (laughs) In my head, I pictured you saying that while holding a flashlight under your chin to make it extra spooky. Now that's a scary image. (laughs) But before we scare away all our listeners, let's head back to the episode. All right, we are back. We did not decide who was going to bring us back. So we both, I could hear Bridget like did inhaling you hear me, to, to start to talk. I was like, shh. <laughs> we should probably plan this out better. It's fine. It's fine. Literally, guys. I just want y'all to know, usually we create these outlines and they'll be like two pages long of just the things yeah. we want to cover. Okay, right now, this outline, literally there's a bullet that said <laughs> back to school shopping. A bullet that said, let's take a break. A bullet that now says professional development. And then underneath a bullet that says must watch shows. <laughs> That's all we have <laughs> to go off of. So professional development, Bridget, you are now Listen. in this realm. So I'm going to let you kick it off. Yeah. You know, I I think I really wanted to put this one in here for the beginning of the school year because I feel as though I have been seeing a lot in reels and social media about how people are like, I just need to be in my classroom. I need to be in my classroom. And it's so funny because as the person who was in the classroom last year, I felt the same way, right? I was like, I just want to be in my classroom. I want to be in my classroom. But now that I'm in a totally different role, I understand the importance of professional development. If, if it's done properly, let me, let me put that caveat in there. Like, so long as the professional development is properly done, it is a really important piece. And I don't think well, I, I believe that a lot of people who now look at professional development as just a waste of time, mm-hmm. instead of looking at is it as an opportunity for growth. And yes. that is a dangerous thought, like mindset to stay in. I agree. I mean? First of all, I think it's important for educators. This is, you know, I don't know how to word this the right way. I feel like some teachers, they will only ever be in the classroom and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think it is important to look at, there are benefits to holding other roles in education outside of just a traditional classroom teacher. We need them. Yes, because we need those individuals, but also because it widens your perspective of what all goes into education. And I think if anyone stays in any position for too long, they lose sight of the other things out there and the other perspectives. And even though you try to like empathize, unless you've been in that role, it's really hard to do. And so I think it's important for teachers to realize that like, hey, if you ever step out of the classroom, you do start to see things from a different angle, which is important. But in terms of the professional development, I I had the exact same feelings where it's like, well, I just want to be in my classroom. And yes, there is a lot of, of, goodness that comes out of professional development. And as with all things, it's like, we need this balance because I do agree some schools, they do not give teachers enough time to just let them work in their rooms. Like if you want them to create these beautiful 
And when I say beautiful, not necessarily aesthetically, but just they will foster education. Yes. These environments, you need to give them time to do it. But the professional development side is also really important. What I think more schools and districts should do is let's say teachers come back a week before students. Maybe that becomes the standard. I know it's already like that some places, other places it's not. For the first three days, or maybe we'll say first two days of the week, teachers get just alone time to work in the room. That way they can get that done and out of the way and they can focus on other things. Maybe day three and four can be PD days and good PD, which I'm sure we will get into that. Yes. And then I think maybe day five is like just a planning day. And maybe it's like the first half of the day it's with your team. So that you can now discuss these, these things that you've learned in the professional development and new ideas, et cetera. And then the afternoon is like your individual planning time to just like get things done and be able to yes. take action. That yes. sounds ideal to me. <laughs> it, and it is. But going back to what you were talking about, about perspectives, it is so important that I think when we are looking at other roles in education that we are trying to put ourselves in their shoes. A really mm-hmm. good example is um, when admin, admin, your administration, makes a decision about something. And you're like, well, why aren't they doing this? Well, why aren't they mm-hmm. moving forward? And why is it like this? And we all have to remember that there is somebody telling them what to do as well. Yeah, That there may be a reason as to why they haven't moved forward in a certain area, why they're implementing things in a certain area. And so a really good example of this is like the Department of Education here in Pennsylvania. They have, um, I think it's Act 49, where they require schools for their um, three-year comprehensive plans that they have to have three things embedded into it. And so one of those things is that structured literacy is embedded into professional development for teachers. So if you hold a certain um, license, like a certain certificate for teaching, you have to go through structured literacy training one way or another. So (laughs) the reason I say this, guys, is because I am that person that comes in to give that structured literacy training. (laughs) So it's like when people are like, why am I here? Why do I have to listen to this? What, how is this even relevant or important? You have to remember that there is a reason behind it. And part of the professional development's position and job and even the admin's role is to help communicate that why, which is very, very important. And I don't think that we do that enough. I agree. It's just like when you are raising kids and, you know, parents will just be like, because I said so. And it's like, okay, right? but if you explain <laughs> to them why they need to look both ways before they cross the street mm-hmm. so they don't become a flat pancake, they will better understand it. The issue becomes we get so busy that it becomes easier just to say, well, because yes. I said so, than to provide the explanation. But then and as a result, goes- They don't listen. And then, you know, you're dealing with the issue again and again and again. But, you know, I, this makes me think of the episode we did on motivation, where we talked about the self-determination theory of motivation and how Mm -hmm. autonomy is one thing that can really increase motivation. People want to feel like they can make a choice, like they have control. Yes. And so I also feel like a structure where I get it. There are certain PDs that are mandated and they have to do and 
that should be a component, but that shouldn't be what all PD is. There should also be this, this wiggle room. It's kind of like giving students like a must do and a may do list where it's like, all right, once you do the must do, here's the things that you may do. Like you have choice. And I think more teachers should be given choice in PDs because I know going into a PD that I have selected myself, I have much more of an open mind and I'm going to get more Mm -hmm. out of it because it applies to me and maybe an area that I'm wanting to grow in as opposed to all of my PDs are just mandated by the school or the state, et cetera. I think once again, (laughs) everyone's favorite word, there should be a balance. And we're not speaking to teachers because I know teachers listening are like, yes, yes. I know. If anyone higher up happens to be listening to this, it's just food for thought. You know, the things that I think we all should keep in mind. Yeah. And another food for thought, because as it's so funny, because in my brain, I was thinking about what I wanted to say, because Lord knows I'm going to forget. And Michelle, like kind of caught on to that is that piece of listen for any of you administrators that are out there, hire up people that are out there. One other key piece to put into professional development, and please, please, please consider this, is that you have to make sure that when you're delivering or you're bringing in people to do professional development, Give teachers time to see the connections between what they're already doing. Make sure that they're aware that this is not just another thing that you're adding on to what you're already doing. It's a, let's look at what we have currently. Let's look at where the the gap, where there are gaps at and how we can then fill in those gaps to make sure that we're delivering instruction that is rigorous and high for our students and we're hitting everything we need to hit. Oftentimes, I think we just give the PD and it's like, but we don't make the connections between, okay, you're doing this. Here's how all you have to do is just add this component. That's it. Yeah. And I think this will be my last piece that I have to say, unless you then say something to trigger something else for me. (laughs) But going off of that, I think more, whether it's administrators, whoever is managing the PD, ask the teachers what they want. Survey your teachers. Because I think that's one area where people that are outside of the classroom, they need to do a better job of truly asking those in the classroom, hey, what do you want? And it's funny because again, I see all these parallels with powerlifting. The powerlifting federation that I'm a part of just announced this new like World Cup thing, although it's stupid because it's just the US, like it doesn't make sense. And literally all of the power lifters in the Federation are like, did you even ask us if we wanted this? Like none of us want this. Yeah. And ultimately, like if we're your participants, you need to make sure that it's something we actually want to do. And so survey your teachers, find out what it is that they want and and structure it in a way where you can get good feedback because if you ask them, especially at the beginning of the year, hey, what do you want? They're like, I just want to work in my room. So it's more like, hey, if we were to provide professional development of these choices, what would be of the most interest? Hey, is there anything we left off the list? I just feel like that's best practice. And we should do that with students too, right? Like in our classroom, we need to to check in with our students more often to be like, hey, what would be helpful for you in this situation? Or what do you want to learn about? And then find ways Mm -hmm. to interweave that into your instruction. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Another mic drop. Guys, listen, here's what I want to say about this episode real quick, is that if you're loving it, 
please take a screenshot of your phone at the moment. Right mm. now, just do that. Just take a screenshot. And then I want you to share it with Michelle and I. So at Pocketful of Primary, at the Letter Classroom, and just let us know that you're loving it. So that way yeah. we know. <laughs> Yeah. We need to be like moving forward with things like this. And if you have like topics that you're mm. like, ooh, can y'all just like chat about this real quick? Like let us know. Put that into uh, the message that you share with us, please, on yeah. Instagram. That would be great. Yeah. And you could also, I don't think we want to create a separate section of the website, but obviously you can always email us as well with ideas. But then if you're going to submit a TSH, you could even put it in there as like part of the TSH yes. um, as like, Hey, we'd love for you to talk about this. For real. Are we ready to move on to the last part? Okay, guys. That has nothing yeah, to do now, with teaching. Nothing to do with teaching. Let's go. I wrote my list out because y'all know that I'm bad with names and I can't remember stuff. So <laughs> I wrote my list out. I did not write down a list, but I'm hoping that my memory serves me well here. Oh, so, you have a way better memory. Well, not always, um, especially when I have like prep brain right now going into my meat, but must watch shows. Bridget, go. What have you watched lately that you're loving? Okay. So I have some movies and I have some TV shows that are in here. Okay. okay. So the first one is going to be Happiness for Beginners on Netflix. Okay. It's with Luke Grimes and he's the guy that's on Yellowstone. Okay. And Ellie Kemper, which I feel like I know who Ellie Kemper, I like her face looked really, really familiar, Bridget. but I couldn't just put, I couldn't put a, you I couldn't know what? She's Aaron in the office. That's who it is. I kept thinking this person looks so familiar. Bridget. And I freaking love her, but I could not put it together. Bridget, okay. I'm See, sorry. Bridget, I couldn't put it together. Bridget likes the office. She has not seen it as many times as I have. So it always cracks me not. up with things like that. She'll try to quote an episode and I'm like, oh, oh I can't. You tried, no, no, no. but that does not work for me. I can't even do like normal quotes. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay, so happiness so, for beginners. Yes. It's like it, it's about them going. She goes camping or she goes on a hike and it's this really like funny guide that takes them on this hike and it's her hike to wanting to find happiness um okay. ends up falling in love all the things so it's it's a cute it's a cute movie it's a cute okay. movie so it's a movie yeah not a show. it's a movie okay it's a movie okay did I say show I don't I think you said that. no I don't think you said either way and in my head I was picturing it being a show uh -oh. so that's on me yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah okay next one is going to be Black Mirror I feel like everybody watches it so this season was all around like AI and mm. it was just creepy as I'll get out. So I really enjoy Black Mirror. It's one of my favorites that I'd like to go back to. Another movie that I've watched, you are not, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. And it's with Adam <laughs> Sandler. I freaking love Adam Sandler. I'm just an Adam Sandler fan. He has his daughters play in this movie. So both yeah. of his daughters are in this movie. It was very cute. It was like a coming of age um, really focused in around the teens, but it was so sweet. It's like a friendship it's adorable. I don't want to give away too, too much. Um, but okay. these two friends are having a bat mitzvah and then they have, they go through an issue where they are not friends anymore and they're like enemies. But then of course, you know, they come back together and they're friends again. I would like to report, y'all probably heard that noise in the background. I just got yeah. a notification on my computer about my screen time. Apparently, it was down 12% last week Good for an girl. average, although there's no way this average is accurate. An hour and 28 minutes a day? What? That ain't, that is not, I can guarantee you it is way higher than that, but I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's really uh, nice. Yeah. 
another TV show. This one's on Hulu, and it's The Bear. Oh, Have yeah. you seen it? Yes. I so, so good. I had seen uh, season one when it first came out, and then I've been waiting because season two just came out more recently. I had been yeah. waiting for it because I loved season one. Yeah. What's interesting, so those of you who don't know, it's it's about a restaurant, essentially, and it starts, yeah. they have this like meat shop, and the brother, yep. yeah, the brother passes away, and so the brother who was working in like a really high-end restaurant has to come to this like Chicago meat shop. And it's kind of this like clash of him having this like restaurant experience with the rest of them. And then they end up opening up a more like kind of gourmet restaurant. Um, Billy's cousin, he worked in a restaurant and he was saying that it's like, it's pretty accurate, which I've never worked in like the kitchen of a restaurant but I was like, I, I, I love cooking They're and all that kind of stuff. They're a little bit too over the top, but the 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 way that it's it's designed for the kitchen is is pretty damn accurate. Like it's really nice. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I cussed. <laughs> so, okay, moving on to the next one that I have. I have two more, and then I'm done. Okay. The next one is a TV series. Um, I think it's only one season of it, and it's based on a true story. It's on Peacock. It's with. Penny, Penny, Penny um, from The Big Bang Theory. Her name is Kaylee something, something, something. Kaylee I don't know. Cuoco, I think is how yeah, it's pronounced. I can't say her last name, so I'm not even going to try. Okay. Um, but this is about this couple who they start a podcast, a murder podcast. But here's the kicker, okay? They're kind of going through some financial troubles, and um, they find out who the serial killer that's kind of going around and killing women is it ends up being a friend or like the plumber that comes in and the beginning, they realize who this is. And so they get with this guy and they're like, Hey, listen, no more murdering people, but, and we're not going to out you, but you need to start a podcast with us because they want to be able, it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? It's not a serious one, but they want to, um, they want to use him to be able to make a lot of money in this podcast. Right. Okay. Because that they're having financial issues. Um, it's funny. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it because they had a podcast and I was like, ah, I have a podcast too. <laughs> and then I also like the murder aspect of it. So yeah. The final yeah. one is Michelle's favorite. Uh, it's the Pope's exorcist. And I said that sarcastically. So hopefully you guys recognize that. But so this is a movie on Netflix. It is the Pope's exorcist. It is about an exorcist who goes in, um, to a wife or a woman and she has two kids and the son is basically, um, has a demon in him and so he has to like release the demon and all that i really enjoyed it michelle doesn't like horror movies but if you like horror movies guys go watch it it's really good so what's interesting is i went through a phase in like high school college where i loved horror films i no longer like them at all i hate watching them it gives me anxiety just like i i can't handle it but also Uh i cannot i don't find them believable they're just so And I can't take it seriously. So that's a big part of it. But what's funny is Bridget like recommends this to me. And one of the first things I do, (laughs) if someone recommends a show to me, is I check, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and all of the different. You can't listen to that score. It's ridiculous. Hold on. I'm going to get there in just a second. So I will check Rotten Tomatoes as well as other 
I like to compare like Google reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and I, I will come up with a consensus. But she tells me about this movie and I look it up on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and it has like a 30%. And I was like, Bridget. Listen, listen. <laughs> it was good to me. It is mm-hmm. my truth. <laughs> it is my truth. <laughs> okay. All right, lady, so, what have you been watching? Well, let's let's go off of that because you mentioned like you can't always trust Rotten Tomatoes and I have realized that. Let me give you two things that are awful that I do not recommend. Okay? These are my must not watch shows. <laughs> the first one being Everything Everywhere All at Once. It mm. won the Oscar this past year for best film. Oh. And mm. Mhm. So prior, prior to it winning, Billy and I have kind of started like when the Oscar nominations are released, we will go through for like best movie of the year and we try to watch all of them. And so we saw that movie on there and you look up Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 99%. We're like, okay, let's watch it. I, I I have no words. It was so strange. It was, it was so strange. And I knew that going in, but it was even more strange than I thought, like Okay, if you don't know anything about this movie, just watch the trailer. That's all you need to know. Yeah. There are parts where like they have these hot dog fingers and they're like battling. It's just maybe it's going over my head because I'm sure there's a bunch of symbolism. But I almost feel like the movie industry, I don't like when they're trying to just be so different. Like I like things that are relatable. And yes, yes. I do appreciate creative storylines, but you can be creative without being overtly over the top just for the sake of being over the top it was horrible and what's funny is Billy and I alternate we're like he picks a show I pick a show he picks a movie I pick a movie Mm. and that was his movie pick I banned him from picking movies for the next like month because I'm like you lost privileges that was horrible um so that's when I do not recommend and the reviews skewed me like I thought it was going to be great and Rotten Tomatoes lied the other one kind of along the same realms because it got good reviews and people had had told me about it and it was bad poker face okay it's on Peacock yeah I tried it I can't watch that one either I don't like her voice that sounds dumb. well yes so the main character Natasha Leone she was in Orange is the New Black yeah. I loved her in Orange is the New Black yes but and yes, her voice is interesting, her style, like all of it. It's fine. Um, here's my thing. The first episode, I was like, I really like this. This is very same. creative. Okay, same. Because essentially how the show works is at the beginning, you see some kind of a crime. Almost all of them are like murders. So you know who did it and you know what the crime was. And then it kind of goes back in time. And it's her like discovering it along the way. And you start to pick up on these little clues. And I'm like, that's a really unique kind of style. I like it. And the first episode was great. Episode two was still pretty good. She basically goes on the run. Well, every episode after that, it's like it's she's in a new town. And so there's this new crime. And I'm yeah. like, first of all, how what like I think you're the problem here because the fact that you're going to all right? these towns and there's murders like this it's is not me. normal <laughs> but I'm the problem I, <laughs> yes <laughs> I stuck with it because I kept thinking it would get better and I was like maybe at the end it's all gonna come together no the end was the worst part I just it lost me so okay do not recommend I stopped that show. watching after the second episode I couldn't do it yeah that's that's all you needed to see yeah um because those were the best ones <laughs> 
So now on to shows that I do recommend. So I love nostalgic shows. I love rewatching shows from like my childhood. So recently, and it's ironic because you mentioned, you know, Penny from Big Bang Theory or, mm-hmm. or Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. So a show that she was in that I loved growing up was called Eight Simple Rules. Did you ever watch? No. Okay. So it had John Ritter in it and John Ritter ended up passing away from like, I think it was a heart attack. He had some kind Mm -hmm. of like health issue and it was in the middle of filming the show. Like it was literally like they were about to record an episode when he passed away. And so he's in it for season one and then like a couple episodes of season two. And so his character ends up, he's like the dad in the show because it's a family. It's a mom, a dad, two sisters and a a son. And they're in like high school. So it's kind of a coming to age like thing. But the full name of the show initially was Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. And so it's kind of this like the girls are starting to date and the dad is like very against it and all that. Well, he ends up dying, and so they they kill him off in the show, and they bring in um, uh, Spade. What's his name? Um, the blonde-haired guy. Oh, my gosh. This is awful. Hold on. David Spade. David Spade. Him, and then they he's like the cousin, and then they bring in a grandfather. But anyway, I watched that show when I was in high school. Loved it. Billy watched it as well growing up, which is kind of cute. So we went back and like rewatched it. So it's on Disney Plus, but only the first two seasons are on there. There is a season three. And what sucks is we cannot find it anywhere. Like you can't even buy it on like Amazon. What? Yeah. It's just like not available, which yeah, stinks. Crazy. But we enjoyed that. Just kind of going back and rewatching it. So eight simple rules. The next one, the show Shrinking, which was on Apple TV. Have you seen that? No. Okay. So it has no. Jason Siegel in it. Um, he's the one. He I was feel in. Like I've heard it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. So Jason Siegel was in How I Met Your Mother. I'm sure he's been in other. Um, what's that? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's in that movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So essentially he is a therapist or like a, yeah, I guess he's a therapist counselor or something like that. Um, and it's kind of, he's grieving the loss of his wife and it's a really good show. So, so far there's only one season, but it's been renewed for a second season. They're like 30 minute episodes. It's very funny. Like we were laughing out loud, thoroughly enjoyed that. And we got Apple TV just for one month in order to watch it. (laughs) So we don't have to continue paying the subscription. Um, currently we are watching, we typically have a serious show and then a like casual show Mm -hmm. and we start with the serious show and then we watch the casual show afterwards each night. We'll watch like one episode of each. So our serious show we are watching right now is Peaky Blinders on Netflix. It's a, originally it was a BBC show, so it's British, but then they brought it on to Netflix. I'm seeing the look on your face. You haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So the main guy who plays Thomas Shelby, it's like this gangster movie from like the 1920s, 1910s, 1920s. Um, and so it's like this family of gangsters who are, you know. I think this doing, is what Trent's watching right now. Maybe. It has Cillian Murphy in it. I which, probably because right now he was saying something about being a gangster because he likes to take on the persona of what he it, watches. It probably <laughs> is Peaky Blinder. So Cillian Murphy is the guy that's in Oppenheimer, which just came out, which fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Um, but it's a really good show. I can see where it's not for everyone. Like there it's kind of bloody and gory at some times. Um, um 
and like bad language. I will say we have to watch it with subtitles because some of their accents, first of all, there's like British, but then also Irish and then there's Italians. And then now there's like Russians because we're in the, we're like halfway through it. So there's a lot of accents going on. So we have to watch with subtitles, (laughs) but it is a good show. Like I love the music. I love the style and like the old cars. Like I, I really enjoy that. Um, and then my last recommendation, it's again, it's an older show that I'm sure everyone has seen. And I mentioned it to you the other day, Bridget, so you already know what it is. Earmuffs if you have kids nearby, but Sex in the City, mm-hmm. I had never seen an episode. It's one of those shows I had always heard of, just had never watched. And Billy's actually the one that picked it like as his pick for the show. <laughs> I How ironic is this? I'm the one that picked Peaky Blinders, this like really? kind of bloody gangster show. I know. And Billy picked Sex in the City. That is so um, funny. So it's an HBO show, which I also don't think I realized, which means it's pretty raunchy. And I don't think I realized so how raunchy, raunchy it is. Like not only the discussions, but also like there's nudity in it and all that. Yeah. So, but if you're okay with that, I went into it very skeptical. I didn't think I would like it. It is really funny and it's yeah. just, it's very relatable. I mean, there are things that are over the top, but I very much am enjoying it actually. And there have been moments I told Bridget the day that she recommended that exorcist movie to me or show is it? No, it's a movie, right? <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah. So that night as we're getting in bed before we've started watching sex in the city, I told Billy, I'm like, Oh yeah, Bridget recommended this show. And he goes, Oh, but like we don't watch horror films. And we even had a discussion about how Billy used to like scary movies, but because of me, we no longer watch them because we are now a we. We are a a couple, a joint deal. In the Sex and the City episode that we watched that night, they were talking about how couples become we, and they kind of had these like talking heads with random people (laughs) on the street of New York. And the one guy's like, yeah, like we don't watch these movies anymore. And we had to pause. We had tears streaming down our faces because we were laughing so hard because we had just had that exact conversation about how we now do certain things and don't do certain things as a couple. So highly recommend that show. Um, Again, they're like 30 minute episodes, so they're quick. We're only what are we? We're like halfway through season two. So we still have a lot more to go, but we are enjoying it. So that's it. That's my recommendations. Yeah. All right, guys. Like, so this is the episode. We have the recess digress. Let us know what you think about it. Like, do you like the format? Do you like that this is a little bit more of a chatty episode? You need to hit us up either through an email, on Instagram, whatever it might be. We want to hear from you. And here's one easy way to do it. It's just leave us a review over on iTunes. You can just be like, hey, Bridget, Michelle, we loved the recess digress. Just throw that in there. Okay. Um, but while you are leaving us a review, make sure that you are also subscribed to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop new episodes. There might be another recess digress coming sometime soon. Who knows, guys? Uh, We would also love for you to go and check out the website right now and submit your time-sucking hurdle. We really, really, really need some of y'all to come submit time-sucking hurdles. It really does help us get in and to your brains what it is that you need specifically, and it helps us plan out our podcast. So be sure that you're taking some time to do that as well. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye, guys. See ya. What happened there, guys? (laughs) Why did we throw that one in there? All right, bye. (laughs) 